So there is a story told of Reb Lev Yitzchak of Berdichev, one of the greatest of the Hasidic masters, that one day he went into the marketplace of Berdichev where people were doing business and he started his Dvar Torah. And one of the men said, Rabbi, with all due respect, we're doing business here. This isn't the place. And he said, oh, I'm sorry. It's just that since you all talk business in the synagogue, I thought it was okay to talk Torah in the marketplace. And that precedent of intruding business into the Torah has its obverse, its reverse, its opposite example in this morning's Torah portion in Bihar, because all of Bihar is actually about commercial questions. If you lend the Jubilee year and returning, it's all economic stuff. And then all of a sudden, at the very end, <laughs> the last few verses, you shouldn't make any idols. And so the rabbis ask, what's that doing here? You know how when somebody in a conversation says, if I can change the subject, and then they talk about something completely different. And there are two possibilities. One is they didn't care about everything you were just saying to them. And the other is there's something in the conversation that sparked them to think about what they were talking about now. Now, since presumably every part of the Torah cares about every other part of the Torah, it can't be that it changed the subject so radically because what came before is irrelevant. So the rabbis ask, why is it there? And the first answer that's given in the Sifrei is the idol that they're talking about is Mercurius, Mercury, who was the god of commerce. Now, this is interesting for two reasons. First of all, it suggests, and I may return to this theme in a moment, that some people make of business a god. Nobody in our community, other people, not Jews, other people. And the second is that if you're not supposed to bring an idol into the business, what are you supposed to bring into the business? And the answer is God. And so the rabbis say, you understand that you're not only supposed to be a Jew in the synagogue, you're supposed to be a Jew in the marketplace. It is much harder to be a Jew in the marketplace. It's easy to have the Mercury mindset. Some of you may have actually prayed that the stock market will recover. If you did, by the way, it's not working. But we do have deep feelings and sometimes religious feelings about economic and business questions. And you can understand somebody who feels, I pray, I keep kosher, I keep Shabbat, so I cheated a little on my taxes. But it's in the same Torah. Not doing one and not doing the other, it's in the same Torah. And in fact, 
I will tell you something that you may not know, but you are free to share. Kashrut, which we all know, is a centerpiece of the Jewish tradition. Do you know how many laws there are about what you should eat in the Torah? There are 24 of them. Do you know how many laws there are about how to do business? There are over 100. And yet, people who pay attention to laws about kashrut think that laws about doing business are irrelevant. It's almost like, to use an analogy that is very distant, but is still about the same fundamental issue, when Charlemagne, the great medieval king, had his troops baptized because he became a Christian, he noticed that his troops were walking through the river Rhine, but they were holding their swords above their heads. And when he asked why, they said, well, this is what we fight with. We don't want to change that. In other words, some people want religion to change everything except what is central to their lives. That we should leave alone. But it doesn't work that way. If you cheat in business, you break Jewish law. If you cheat on your taxes, you break Jewish law. The point of this is that it's supposed to be seamless. Just as if you treat people cruelly, you break Jewish law. And we don't think of it that way. We think of law as something ritual. But there it is in black and white. I understand that one is easier than the other. That these things are really hard. That sometimes to take advantage of someone in business just feels almost natural. And the principle of caveat emptor, which is buyer beware, we sort of live by that. But I just want you to know that the Torah doesn't live by that. That the Torah doesn't think if you can outsmart somebody and cheat them, it's okay, it's on them because they weren't smart enough. That the Torah expects us to be ethical people. Every now and then, rabbis give sermons that they expect to fall on deaf ears. They say things because, after all, that's what rabbis are supposed to say, but it's not really supposed to follow you home. And I know that this is one of those things that could easily fall on deaf ears. But I really do believe that many people don't consider the fact that the Torah cares deeply about how you conduct your life in business and with money. So even if that seeps in a little bit, even if the next time you're in a transaction, you think about the fact that as far as we're concerned, God cares as much about what comes out of your pocket as what goes into your mouth that all these things are part of our tradition and part of being a Jew in the world, then we will have done some good. 
it's easy to make idols. One of the reasons why the Torah is talking all the time about not making idols is because it is so natural and easy to do it. But if you worship commerce, if you idolatrize money, then just know that you're making a God out of something that is not a God. And not only are you diminishing God, but you're belittling your soul. And you're better than that. Shabbat Shalom.